It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leron Segev on Good day and welcome to another episode of Talking Tech. My name is Leron Segev. The TechieGuy.com is the blog where you can find all tech stuff made easy. And this is the point of our show because not only geeks need to know about the stuff, but we all do. And um, today, joining me in the studio is Tanya Kowalski. Hello, Tanya. Hi again. How are you doing? Good yourself. Good, thank you. Oh, we're ready to have an awesome show as usual. As usual, absolutely. Um, now, Tanya is a tech mummy blogger. You can find her on rattleatmom.com. Yeah. ZA, but ZA is kind of like... Have some more coffee, Liron. I need so much more than that. You have no idea. So today's show is all about business and tools that we need for business and how we can kind of optimize the way that we operate. We all need to be connected to the internet, but in South Africa, we have the serious issue of dog slow internet. I'm being very, very kind here. Um, so today we've got some solutions for that. And we're talking about different tools that we could use um, and kind of just get, been able to get our businesses off the ground and making some money out there. Um, as usual, if you want to join in um, at cliffcentral.com on Twitter, um, cliffcentral on WeChat, you can use those accounts to get in touch with us. Um, Tanya, what is your um, your Twitter account? It's Tanya Kowarski, T-A-N-Y-A-K-O-V-A-R-S-K-Y. Okay, so that's easy to remember, nice and smooth. But um, we have tweeted out our names as well, so if you need, it's all there. Um, all mine, it's at L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. Um, get a hold of us there and, as usual, ask your questions. And we're looking forward to a great show. So I think let's kick it off with the new tool from Google. And uh, Tanya, I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago, Google released this new tool that allows you to place your order for your takeaway when you do a Google search. Well, I think that's quite interesting. In South Africa as well? Not yet, obviously. Okay. I mean, oh, easy. Yeah. It's okay. only Google, and we kind of, South Africa is like low down on the food chain. But um, effectively what it is, they've realized that a lot of us do our searches from our mobile devices. And, you know, when you're looking for a restaurant, typically you're looking for a telephone number, directions of how to get to the location, or you just want to place an order. Um, and they've just added another little button that allows you to do exactly that. And what can you order? I mean, what outlets are attached to it? Yeah, so it's pretty much the kind of the usual takeaways, pizzas, yeah. you know, that, that, that kind of thing. Um, they've actually partnered up with a whole bunch of delivery companies. So the equivalent okay. of like Mr. Delivery. Got it. Okay. Um, in the States, obviously being a much bigger place than South Africa, um, they've got a whole bunch of Mr. Deliveries. Um, their versions of it, um, Seamless, Grubhub, E24, Delivery.com, Beyond Menu, MyPizza.com are some of the partners that they've hooked up with. So effectively, if the restaurant has got an affiliation to one of those food delivery places, um, you'll be able to press the button, place your order, not even speak to anyone because you don't need to speak to someone, and then it will just magically arrive at your house without getting hijacked on routes, apparently. And if there's like bad service or the food is bad, who's actually liable? Does Google have any... Well, it wouldn't be Google. They'll just, they'll just kind of the facilitators. They, they facilitate. Okay. You know, so as, they're as not, usual, this, yeah. it's like an Uber kind of display. So they're not accountable for bad pizza no. or a wrong topping or something. No, okay. no, none of that. You're back to the, you're back to the restaurant, but the service idea is this, that 
you are on the road or you are doing a search from your mobile device. Mm. Um, you know, in front of the TV, you've got, typically you would have your mobile near you. You're not going to get up and go find your computer. You'll just use your, your mobile phone. Got it. Um, and it's, I think it's nice. It's integrated nicely into the search results. Um, and I'm sure that service will start expanding and expanding as more and more people get on jet. Um, some of the initial kind of, um, people that have used the service in the States, um, I find a friend of mine who lives there and she absolutely loves it. She does it's one of the, the greatest thing. Um, what they are asking Google to add now is something called Open Table, mm-hmm. which is basically a facility that allows you to pre-book, uh, you know, dinner reservations. Okay. But you don't have to find 30 different places. You, you find this one servant and they get you a table. So. For better or worse, Google's owning more of our lives and, as we speak. And <laughs> let's assume that Google's using your details and your what you like Never. and your pizza Never. and your dress. Just what a guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we should actually try that. Is when it does arrive here, which I want like weird toppings with and double s- uh, well, extra anchovies, and, and 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 see if your next two hundred search results are going to be all about, all about anchovies, anchovies yeah. from pick and pay. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's what it's all about. At the end of the day. If they're going to serve us damn ads, it must be ads that I might be remotely interested in. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's kind of the way I'm, I, I see it. We have no privacy. Let's be clear. So yeah, sure. That, that ship has sailed a very, very long time ago. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think Google is once again taking another service and just making it a little bit easier for the rest of us to use, which is quite a funky little vibe from Google. Um, I think it was actually one of those pet projects that somebody worked on within <laughs> Google. You know, they, they divide the time a third, a third, a third. And one third is to actually go out and find these wacky projects to contribute to. So somebody decided that obviously late night and pizza ordering was a bit of a pain. Oh, here's an idea. <laughs> Push a button. Um, sounds very geeky to me. Okay. It sounds awesome. I'm, I'd be yeah. keen to try it if Did it comes here. Yeah, at a, at a point it will be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the first tool. So if you're a business, um, if you're kind of um, a restaurant or you've hooked up with one of those kind of delivery, delivery organization, be prepared. This is coming down the track uh, at a point and, you know, just get your business geared up for it. Mm. Yeah. If you're the first, obviously you'll get the exposure as it needs to. Um, and speaking of good tools to have within the business, a beautiful tool, if I may say, is the new MacBook, which we had a chance to play with the other night. Um, Gold, silver, grey, other yeah, three colors. Yeah, space grey, silver, and gold. These are the official names yeah. for them. Space grey, because regular grey just doesn't cut it. And, and I wish I could describe how beautiful that gold no, no, is through it, through Unradio. It really, it really is, and it's light. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's less than a kilogram. Okay, so what what are the specs of this new MacBook? So though? the new MacBook. Um, so it's not on sale yet um, at iStores and Digicate, but it is available for pre-order and it is available for demos or for trying out. So you can go and play with it. You can lift it up with one finger, almost. I mean, it yeah, is I that mean, light. That. Um, I, I wouldn't suggest the one finger lift because it is not that cheap. And not something correct. You want to it's, drop. it's not cheap, you know, but it is a premium product. Great specs. Um, and that gold is just magnificent. It's quite, quite a, it's not a garish gold. It's more of like a rose, a rose gold. A rose gold. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it, it's nice that first of all, there's not one color. So you do have your personality can come yeah, out. Yeah. What color do you think you would I, I go would, for? That silver gray. Yeah. It's kind of gray. like a gunmetal. Oh, that, oh, it's magnificent. Beautiful. Which no, on I, from some I, angles, it looks like kind of charcoal or even black, but it just works for it's me. beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I can carry a gold. Um, a, a gold one, especially in this country. But I mean, but when you travel with that little thing, I mean, first of all, the fact that it was so light and small, I was a bit dubious mm-hmm. about the keyboard. Yeah, I think a lot of people okay. were. 
Um, because as you know, um, you know, for a keyboard to work, it's got to have a little spring underneath, which kind of makes the keys bounce up and down, which gives them a certain volume, certain size. But the way that um, Apple has designed this new Mac, it's got something else called a butterfly clip or something along along those technical terms. Uh, but effectively what it is, is a fraction of the size, a 40% of the size of the traditional keys. So it allows you to still get your touch typing experience. But without wasting all that volume, which is how they got it that lot. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like you are poked or squashed no, into sure. like a little uh, tablet keyboard. Um, and also, they've extended the keyboard, so there's none of those spaces yeah. on the edges. Um, Look, it, it just worked. I mean, I'm, yeah. I don't use a Mac. And for me, for, to pick it up and to just be able to get comfortable instantly... Saying quite a, says quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm that tough with it, but I just don't understand it. It's well, just, in your opinion, well, okay. I, I, the jury's still out, but I just don't get it. Um. So, but what I do understand is that people who have bought Macs five years ago, eight years ago, mm. are still using them today. I'm on my, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth Windows yeah. machine. So you are paying a premium price, but you are investing the way I said. You are investing into your business, into yourself. And for the next five years, at the very least. Yeah. Plus, you, you know, it's all those built-in apps that you get for free as well. I mean, okay. that's no, an no, added how, value. How do you mean? What are the apps? Um, you get iMovie. You get. Uh, I'm just trying to think of hand. You get Keynote, so you don't ever have to. Okay. And whether when there's an upgrade, you don't have to pay for it. You don't okay. have to wait, uh, pay for software. We'll we'll cross you over. Okay. I'm so, sure so, at some so point. So let me ask you a question. If somebody's yeah. brand new, like me, yeah. Okay. Um, and they've always seen these Macs everywhere and they might not necessarily have an iPhone or, or, or an iPad. Yeah. But this is really, has got a really a great appeal. How do you get started? What's the, what's step one? Well, I know the iStores and the DigiCapes, they offer free training and support. Okay. So if you clearly, you don't even know how to switch it on. Literally, you don't yeah. even know, understand the operating system. There will, there are people who will guide you through it. Literally, this is the on button. This is how you sync. This is how you open a document. Okay, so allegedly. <coughs> so it's uh, so just uh, say hypothetically speaking, you had a friend, for example, for example, who didn't know anything about Max. Right. For example. For example, right. you would get free training, assuming that you bought your your device from from an iStore um, or another authorized reseller. You could get free training, everything you okay. needed to know to get you going. Yeah. And if you needed a top up training, so like you like we'll focus for about an hour and then you. <laughs> Do well, that. <laughs> uh, I mean, could you, could you, like, no, absolutely. There are, there are more, no, all the, all the training is for free and there are more specialized training courses that cover education and work. Okay. Um, but the, the Mac basics and there's a more, there's a Mac advanced as well. So. Is there a Mac like before basic? Yeah. The, no, there's a basic, <laughs> which like, is like what your friend would go on. Uh, obviously, hy- my friend. Hypothetically. Sure. Um, so yeah. So, and it, it's not intimidating. You know, it's, it's. <laughs> she says. Well, I mean, we all started somewhere. No, that's fair. Enough. Right. I mean, Windows, we kind of, I mean, I remember going on a typing course and a basic no, no, computer sure. course. So. Okay. I don't think don't anyone, be afraid. Just do it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's expected to know anything immediately. Okay. It is. I mean, I, you know, I say this because I've drunk the Kool Aid and I've been sure. using Mac for so long, um, but it is intuitive and it, it gets easy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, it might, might be. Are you thinking of crossing over? I, I'm thinking. Listen, I mean, I I came to that kind of to go see this new Mac, not thinking I'll stay for more than twenty minutes yeah. and then you know kind of get out of there. Um, but that thing was just wow. 
Um, and it blew me away, kind of the design of it, but also the specs of it and how fast it was, how responsive. Yeah, nine that hours. screen is ridiculous. Yeah, it's nine hour, nine yeah. hour battery life. Now, for some of us that travel a lot, that's a biggie. Um, cause you're forever looking to charge something somewhere. So yeah. nine hours on a plane, I mean, that's going to pretty much cover you for most of the journey. Um, obviously depending on usage and what else you do, you get more, you'll get less. But, um, I don't know, something just clicked and I thought, well, hold on, maybe I should be. I should be looking at it. And and twelve inches enough for you. Uh, you know, it's I'm not, talking about on the on the MacBook. Well, I was going to ask you if it yeah. was enough for you, but yeah. yes, for 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 the for the MacBook. Look, I think the difference between this one, look, and I'm and I'm not a Mac, so I couldn't tell you. But what I, what I could see is that because it go, the screen goes right to the edge, you get a lot for your twelve for the twelve inches. Yeah. Okay, bang for your buck. <laughs> um, you you You're you the only you, one who laughed at that. I, I thought it was quite funny. Um, but I mean, you do, you do get value, value out of that. Um, and for what the kind of stuff that I do with movie editing, so the R movie kind of really yeah. appeals already. Um, so all my kind of my YouTube clips and things like that, I can just do straight off that without buying yet additional yeah. pieces and of I, stuff. I think with that retina display, it doesn't feel like you're skimping on quality or, you know, visual, right. visual impact. Okay. We got a question from Ryan on WeChat. Uh, it says, are Macs available with Windows? So you can certainly install Windows onto a Mac, absolutely. And yes, it is available. Okay, so is it, just explain a, how, this, how, how does that process work? Do you so store? it's software that you can buy at, at iStore. Okay. And you just install. I've never done it personally, but it okay. is doable. So absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, we know lots of people who do do it. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so even so, I'm assuming Ryan's asking on this new Mac, will that be a, will yes. that work as well? Yeah. Okay, so Ryan, there's your answer. Uh, the answer is yes. Okay, so good question. Um, Oh, and by the way, that might be a good crossover, just like a good step to get into their operating system. Or would, or would you not recommend that? Would you, if you're going to go Mac, do you go Mac? I, I mean, mean uh, for me personally, yeah. the beauty of Mac is the operating system okay. and how magnificent it is. I'm not slating Windows oh, at sure. all. And like, if you love the machine, but you love Windows, yeah, they can definitely go together. And there could be apps that only work on the Windows. So you can run those Correct. on that Windows yeah. side and switch to the Mac when you need, when yeah. you need to do anything, anything else. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So that might be an experiment we might, might be worth documenting and getting into, uh, the journey into Mac. Help and help us all. Right. Um, so after the break, we're going to be speaking about fiber to the home. We're going to be talking about how to get super fast internet. We're going to be talking about how to finally be able to have first world ability to do things that don't require b- 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 buffering. <laughs> okay. Let's see how that plays out. We'll go after the break. Talking tech with the techie guy, Leon Segev on cliffcentral.com. Right, thank you for joining us on Talking Tech on CliffCentral.com. We're in studio, we've got Tanya Kowalski, and we've got some guys here who are going to tell us all about how getting real internet actually changes the way that businesses work in South Africa. So, um, starting off, we've got Giorgio, who is from, uh, director at Vumatel. Hello, Giorgio. How's it going? Good. And then we've got a, who turns himself as a regular consumer, um, Neil from Drumlab Studios. Who's a regular consumer, but who has been converted and has seen the light of using <laughs> a really a good internet? How are you doing? Hi, Leon. Good. good. All right. So I suppose let's start at the beginning. I mean, South Africa. We all we know we kind of bottom of the uh, the globe, um, and our internet really I don't know what's a technical term sucks. Crap. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, but now we've got this new term that all these techies are using: F um, FTTH fiber to the home. So tell us, what the hell does that mean? 
So fiber to the home is really provision of really really high speed internet um, into into people's into people's homes. Um, we know the average the average broadband speed in South Africa at the moment is about three point six megabits per second. Okay, and as you said, Leon, we rank probably in the bottom half. Really, actually, yeah. right at the bottom. Literally <laughs> it, that. Yeah. Literally that. Uh, by world standards, when it when it comes to to our broadband speed um, in South Africa, and we also rank um, as one of the most expensive um, when it comes to you know data data prices. So so fiber to the home really um, is about changing changing that landscape um, and bringing really proper broadband you know when you say broadband now it means broadband yeah exactly um, real real stuff real stuff uh to to south africa because um, it's a big thing saying that south africa doesn't have the bandwidth but that's not true we have the bandwidth it's just bloody expensive yeah so so also if you look at the the context um the south african context is we've got We've got plenty of capacity coming down the, you know, the undersea cables, the seacoms, yes, the WAC. Sure. There's plenty and plenty of terabytes and, and, and capacity that, that is coming and landing in, you know, on the east and west coast. But the real problem is, is around bridging and we call it the last mile. Um, what, what, I mean, we hear that term often. So what is the last mile? Last mile is really a, a term used to describe uh, the connection from the curb or from the street corner. Into into a, print, a property, you know, into okay, someone's so literally princess. the last bit of the journey. Literally the last bit of the journey, okay. and that's really where the big gap in South Africa has been. Is we, we've got all, you know, over the last few months, we've had this capacity undersea cables. We've got uh, metros. You'll see them digging up William Nickel sure. and Jan Smuts, every and, other road, and yes. every other road, and they're connecting cities, metros with fiber. And 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 it's time now. The time is ripe, really, where where we've come to play is in bridging this last mile. It's this last connection from the curb. From the corner and taking it into the house. Okay, so fiber—that's that's the actual physical uh, medium that you use to connect from the curb to the house. Um, and it's tra- tra- traditionally it will be copper cables. Yeah. Uh, this is very very different. This is glass tubing. Sure. Very very brittle. Yeah. Specialized skills, right? Yeah. Um, and then the idea with fiber is that it's because of the medium it allows you to transfer data that much quicker. Sure. So, 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 so across fiber because it's, it's, it travels at the light of spe- speed, speed of light. light. Yep. Um, it, it's really constrained by the, the equipment you put on both sides. So in theory it's sort of infinite and you can, you can push data at, at you know, terabytes and terabytes yep. per second, but it's really constrained at the equipments, um, on, on that you put in the home and, and, um, sort of in the exchanges. Okay, so now you start, you can't turn on a switch and it's just there. You've got to actually go into an area by area and get those areas physically connected. It's not a software thing, it's a hardware thing. That's it. Okay, so where, where are you at the moment? So we're, we, we've successfully completed the rollout in Parkhurst. Okay. Uh, that started uh, in August last year. We've connected 2,100 premises, businesses. We fire up all the businesses, all the homes in an area or a suburb. Um, and we're currently rolling out in Parktown North, Greenside. We start Saxonwold, Parkwood, Killarney, Riviera in the next Jeez, I'm so close. This is just like <laughs> in between. I think if it's not going to come to you, you better uh, go I mean, to I better it. move. Because yeah. like, I'm in Marantia. So we're like, you're like talking to just the there. left, so to the right, behind. Yes. So what is the procedure for getting it into a suburb? Do residents, do you need a buy-in? How do you, 
what's the starting point? Yeah. So, so um, we what we've done is uh, we we wait for enough sort of uh, pull from the residents. Uh, we typically work very closely with the residents' association of the area because that's the easiest way to get to the community. Um, and the reason is f- putting this stuff in the ground is is painful. Okay. There's no for, there's painful for you or painful for residents. Painful Both. for residents yeah. and then painful for us when they complain. Because you have to, to dig us. up their verges and their okay. That's correct. We we you can dig up my dead any time. For example, in Parkhurst, we trenched 54 kilometers sure. um, in five months. We crossed 2,100 mm. driveways, and as you know, Parkhurst. Yes, um, not so much. Spills, you know, <laughs> these properties spill over onto the verge. Yes. Um, so, so we dealt with very, you know, irate customers, um, and you do go through the short-term pain. Uh, and so you see the community go through a bit of an emotional roller coaster where they, you know, up in arms. Sure. When are these guys going to leave? Are they going <laughs> to put it back together? Um, and then when they start seeing the benefits and the first homes getting connected, um, and they're talking to their mates, they realize, hey, hold on, this is <laughs> this so worth it. The smuggest people. In Johannesburg at the moment are Parkhurst residents. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. No, they smug okay, no, because right. they've got fiber and, and they brag about it and they talk all about the their time. speeds all the time. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm quite jealous of them, which is why I'm a little we, bit bitter about we all it. Bit, yeah. bitter interested. So if one house doesn't want it, is that okay? That's Just, fine. Okay. That's fine. So what we do is we, we do it uh, on a suburb at a time. Uh, so we we go in and work with the community. We get endorsed by the residents association. Uh, they say, "Cool guys, we're happy to support you." Uh, what we do then is we roll out and we connect every single property to a fiber box on their boundary wall. Um, and then, as and when people order a service, we would run the fiber from that box on their boundary wall okay. into their home. So, so you get it effectively, just not enabled. And then, if once you pay up, you'll get you'll get a physical line in, hundred percent, with a live lolly. So. Neil, you, um, you're one of these smug people who has got... I'm one of these smug, <laughs> smug residents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually... I'm one of the lucky recipients who couldn't wait to have my driveway dug up. Actually. Absolutely. I, I'm so with they you. They could demolish uh, half the house if they wanted to. I, I, I would have had the sun <laughs> sank start here <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, it's in your area. You've got it. Yes, I'm living in I Parkhurst. I actually this conversation. This is irritating. <laughs> I think we should um, just kick him out. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, all right. So, you've got to start somewhere. So... What speed do you get out of your line? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm running. um, You know, I've experimented with different speeds, and I've gone. I've used a couple of different service providers, um, but um, the maximum I was using at one point was one gigabit. Download. That's a thousand One megabytes. gigabit download. Thousand right. megabytes. Neil is going to be say. leaving the building very, very <laughs> shortly. Security. Anybody? No. Um, sure. Okay. And um, you know that was pretty nifty because you can download things like iTunes, for example, or wherever you're connecting to a good server like right. the Apple servers and stuff. You would literally download. I downloaded. I think my record was six point eight gigs in three point three and a half minutes, <laughs> something like that. And the, up, the uploading was for 100. But I use it principally 50-50 for leisure and business. Okay, so, so, let's, so let's look from a, from a, from a, let's start with your business point of view. Mm. Okay, what, what is your business? My business, I'm a, I'm a session musician. So I work in a lot of different uh, musical environments. Um, I do freelance work and I also run um, two or three different studios, um, training studios as well as a recording facility. Um, okay. The principal use of the fiber to the home is that uh, for the business side of things is that I'm using it for peer-to-peer recording. A peer-to-peer recording is very much like, you might call it sort of like Skype on steroids, I suppose, okay. um, whereby, you know, you are interacting, communicating in real time, multi-track, high-definition audio to a studio person in London, 
for example, sure. in my case. Um, and we can, we can enact real-time recording, multi-track, um, just as though he's sitting right where right, you yeah. are, Leroy. And um, I can record drums, multi-track, in real-time. He can send me um, sure. audio, and I can record just as, just just as soon as he was on the other side of the glass here. So this is, this um, is not with, possible, clearly. It was not without possible yourself. without. Uh, it's not possible without fiber, and of course, your the other party must also have no, fairly okay. speed. But sure. they, he's on. Um, what's the BT line over there called? You know, that's very high high speed. I don't BT. know, but they pay like three quid a month. <laughs> it's a bit crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and they throw in all the cable networks sure. in the channel. Um, so principally, that's one of my uses. And you know, I have a studio in four ways, which runs VDSL, which is yeah. uh, forty megs, which isn't bad, but the upload is chronic. Oh, yeah, sure. it takes you know still the whole day to upload a 10, 10 meg file. So I bring all that stuff home as well, and I upload at a hundred megabits per second. Um, so, so I mean, it's literally worth your journey from that office with a memory stick to go home and just well, do the upload. Yeah, it's no big deal for me because I work in both places anyway. Okay. So, so um, do your normal commute between the two places. I commute every day. Okay. Yeah. So just but increasingly, it. I'm moving the recording side say, of operation yeah. to Parkhurst because it's just it just makes know, sense because um, there's always that bottleneck uh, up at the other place at the moment. So, and while, so whilst we're hoping that you, that you have insulations and your neighbors are not going to be too bitter and twisted well it's all digital at the moment so there's no acoustic right, drums the way you said at the moment because <laughs> <laughs> as your as it increases and gets bigger and bigger no the acoustic stuff stays in four ways because okay. uh, i do i do cherish my neighbors you okay. know so oh and they cherish your as well. <laughs> um you, so, I mean, that, that kind of changes the business. I mean, it's a game changer. It's a total game changer. And it's a life changer too, because, um, you know, and also from, you know, some, from the leisure side, um, you know, the number of, um, streaming channels that you can right. now access through, um, admittedly you have to enact, uh, you have to enable a, um, a, one of these, what they call smart DNS, yes, which yes, is, yes. uh, breaks down your region blockings and stuff like that. But, um, I basically, Unsubscribed from Telcom and DSTV and, and all everything else, because, sure. and it's virtually paid for itself because you know it just I, makes I've had sense. to, you know, I just I just managed. I'm able to cancel all the other previous services and just use that money to find this. Yeah, principally um, all so in one. Now we've got a question um, on from WeChat from someone called Inappropriate. No, no, I should you not. That's what it says. <laughs> um, it says Sounds basically good. how much does it cost? I mean, that's kind of that's the that's that's the basic the basic questions. Cool. Um, is it a monthly cost? Is it a once-off? Is it an installation? Sure. Take so, us through that. So, so the um, the most important thing to uh, to keep in mind with Fumil also is that we we install this fiber on an open access basis. Okay. So we we put in the infrastructure, we put in the pipe or the or the fiber and connect your home, and we make that um, that infrastructure available to service providers to then create and price packages on our on our um, system or on the network right. rather. So so we have um, four line speeds or five line speeds um, is a four meg line starts at 445. So that's a true that's that's four four megs. When we say you're getting four megs, you're getting four megs. And uncapped or unlimited. That's it depends on what the service provider has put together. On that okay. for example is 150 gigs of data included on that. But our 4 meg uncapped is 5 triple 599, sorry, 599. And then we've got a, f- a 20 meg service that starts at 769 for 100 gigs. Um 50 meg service starts at 899 and 100 megs 14 1400 rand and a gig I think that Neil had was about two and a half thousand rand. That's from MWeb. So these, sorry, these prices are really competitive with current ADSL, you know, 
uh, processing lock. Okay, so just, just want to be clear. You need, do you need still a service provider? Do you need two, two, like with ADSL at the moment, you need these two players that are involved. You've got your telecom is going to give you the physical line, and then you use a service provider who might be telecom or might be an MWeb or Access or anybody else. Um, in this particular case, is there still two service providers? No. Uh, yes. So yes and no. Okay. So yes, we provide you still similar to the ADSL. You we we put in the line like okay. a Telcom would put in the and line. I will pay for that a monthly rate. These prices I've quoted include the monthly line. Okay. See, so we should have been clear. All right. So very important. Okay. You don't know. I this mean, this is the end uh, price. This sure. is the end price. So basically, if I want a twenty meg line, hint hint, at seven hundred and sixty nine rand, that's what I'm in for. I that's don't have to pay a service provider on top of that. I don't have to pay an additional from Telcom, nothing. That is what the check I'll be writing over to you. 100%. And you actually won't be paying us. You're paying your service provider for that. So our line fee, so just how our business okay. model works, our line fee is actually included in that price that we charge the service provider. So, for, for example, Vox Telecom, who uses our infrastructure, would charge you 769 and we would then recoup our line fee from them from directly. Okay. So, you so, get I still one ha- so I still have one point of contact. Yes. And if there's any issues, problems, whatever, <coughs> one one nick to choke, and then they'll must deal with whoever. 100%. And, and just say there's a, someone unsmug from Parkhurst who wants to be smug <laughs> and they haven't opted in yet. Can they do so at a later stage? Is there an opportunity for them to? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So they can go to our website, uh, www.vumatel.co.za, and order. you can order your fiber line online. And we will then send an installation team who will run the fiber into your home. And is there a cost for that initial setup? There is a once-off cost of 1,500 rand, once-off. And that's really for the labor and for the materials to take the fiber from the box on the boundary wall into your home. Okay. And can Sorry, one more question. Can I ask why you're starting with residential areas and not work areas or… So a, a lot of a lot of business districts um, and businesses have already been fibered up. Um, okay. So our, our founders of Vimital were actually their previous venture was fibering business parks. Uh, so this was the you know this is where the big the big gap in opportunity is, I guess. All right, we've got a couple of more questions which are coming in through WeChat, and we'll address them shortly. The further we fall when we crash down. Through all of these years, I can accept it's over now. I won't let go. And we are back on Talking Tech, where we make technology simple so anybody can understand it. And we've got Tanya Kowalski in the studio. And we've got Georgia from Vumatel. And we have got here Neil from Drum Lab Studios, one of the smug people, quote unquote, who has this insanely fast line. I think everyone's kind of trying to ignore you now on purpose. <laughs> um, so just before the break, we were talking about costs and a couple of questions have come in on, um, on, on Twitter and on um, WeChat as well. Um, one of the question is again from inappropriate, uh, who basically says, how far are the townships like Alex and Soweto from this kind of technology? So, I mean, we'll go, you know, we go, we're currently building where there's enough demand from the community. Um, so what we're seeing now since Parkhurst is a lot of resident associations and communities are now getting together um, and putting forward these requests for proposals to fiber companies to come in and build the network. 
Um, so, you know, if, uh, I can't say when we're going to get there, but it's sure. all also around a business case. Um, so so if, they get to, if people get together, I mean, I think that's the message here, is that if your area, if you're keen for this kind of technology, this kind of speed, if you can muster enough support for it, that's it. you'll provide the service. True. If people are able to pay for it, people are able to, it makes sense for you to do that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're able to. Is that's there a fiber in to, um, by those areas that you, that you guys hook into? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, as I was saying, we're referring back to this dark fiber. Africa have, right. you know, put a lot of fiber in the ground all over the, all over the country. And we, we basically tap off or use that existing network to just do the last mile portion okay. in a suburb. Um, okay, but, which, leads, which kind of leads us to the, um, Henko's question. Um, he says, so, um, DFA, which I'm assuming is dark fiber Africa, yeah. um, dug up the whole of Klerkstorp. Um, installed 80 million rand fiber, and now it's been dormant like forever, quote unquote. Um, nobody's offering fiber to the home or fiber to the business. When is this expensive fiber going to get used? I suppose bring, bring get together and we will come. Yeah, get uh, get your get your community together and we'll come. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's really now about um, these communities pulling together. We've we've got an online website. Um, it's a portal where people can punch in their address. Uh, they can put in their suburb name, and effectively, um, with enough interest and enough people rallying together, it, it shows us that there's enough demand there to go and deploy the to, to deploy the network. But we have to start somewhere. You know, we so get inundated every day with requests to come here. But you must here. get like one here and three here. You, yeah. you need a bunch. We need we need you know Mass. thirty forty percent of a suburb to make, um, to make, to it, make feasible. it feasible. Exactly. Um, Neil, from, from on your side, how did you get involved in this? Did they uh, did did the residents approach you? Did you just kind of see us online and you went, shit, I need to have one of these? Um, well, I just heard, you know, I, I started reading about the the prospects of having the service online. And, um, you know, obviously in Parkhurst particularly, there's there's a very, very uh, jacked uh, residents association. Okay. I mean, I think we have, I think we have some genuine rocket scientists amongst <laughs> us in that community. And they really are motivated and probably one of the, certainly, I mean, one of the best organized residents associations I've ever you know, know, know of anyway. And, um, so, you know, they, they basically poll enough people to, as Georgia mentioned, to warrant, um, starting the outlay of the service. And, um, you know, I was basically more, more, more anxious than most being sort of sure. like a tech junkie as it is, you know, and of course, um, I do a bit of after hours gaming and stuff and it just, um, you know, and watching, all these international channels and high definition, I just couldn't wait. So obviously I motivated as much as I could to uh, get um, my installation sure. put in. Um, we were somewhere down the list and then by some miracle, and I really think it was a miracle, <laughs> we got bumped up from like seventh in line to the second in line. So, you know. What a win. What I a mean, win. Did, did you go yeah. kn- knock door to door and say, look, we have I, to get I was, I was, um, I actually <laughs> did volunteer to hand out pamphlets, which oh, I duly okay. did. I went, I went everywhere with pamphlets and booklets and explanations. I went door to door to all the businesses and, you know, and, um, there's, a, there's a lot of, um, not, uh, ignorance is too strong a word, but I don't think people quite realize no, as I sure, sure, what sure. a game changer it can be if you're, you know, if your business or life in any way is internet based, um, you know, and I, I think increasingly there are very few people who, who, whose, whose life isn't these days. No, I mean, we all live online. I mean, to, to, to some, to some point. So whether you're just sending the occasional email or whether you're Skyping with your grandkids across the world, um, we great, we get great pleasure in doing Skype local calls just because we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're all there anyway. If we have a service that doesn't have that buffering and the whole, can you hear me? 
can you hear me now? Mm. How about now? <laughs> oh, bugger this off right in the land. You know, it's like, um, you know, if you, if you, people don't realize that there is that option. Cause I mean, once you've grown up here and you haven't been anywhere else, you, you say, well, buffering is absolutely part of YouTube. It is. It's quite uh, funny because you go outside of the so-called fi- fiberhood. And uh, it's like going stepping back into the dark ages. You so know. It must be frustrating. <laughs> must be so, frustrating. So when you go to another business and you go, oh, only ten megabits per second. Oh, amateurs. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the size <laughs> of yeah, the moment. Pretty much, pretty much it. But I should. Sorry, I was going to say. I should also say that you know the one gigabit is actually quite excessive. You don't really need that because because as Giorgio alluded to, the the quality of the connection. Um, you know, a fifty megabit because it's sure. clean. There's there's no contention on the lines, and Absolutely. it's not like a piece of old copper going under the ground sure. um, you know I can do what I do with 50 megabits per second and I actually I have subsequently moved to 100 down 100 up Okay, and it's still in, in excess of whatever I, I would use you know. and, and you are online the whole time that's your business mm. so a yeah. regular so to speak person who does the occasional gaming mm. um, or the you know mail Skype blah 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 yeah. for them that's way over the top just your normal 4 meg, 20 meg, be, you, you know. 20 meg, oh. 4 meg will be perfect. The most practical application for everyday people is things like, and actually entertainment. Yeah. Um, sure. BBC iPlayer and everything that you can stream. It's absolutely fabulous. It really is. So we, just on, in terms of applications, we were speaking to one of the ISPs the other day and, and they're seeing the biggest, the biggest traffic is, is YouTube. Right. Um, and they're seeing 20% month on month growth on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many people, and I tell you, we've had this conversation often where people are saying, um, especially amongst the tech world, saying we're paying, spending so much money on this bouquet of stuff on DSTV. Now, I don't watch a single bit of sport, and most of my stuff goes, most of my kind of monthly um, bill that I pay is to subsidize those sports channels because mm-hmm. those are typically the most expensive. Yep. A lot of the stuff that we watch is series and things like that. No, not that stuff. Know what you're thinking, um, but but <laughs> I have those, no idea what you're talking but about. But those you stream, you don't download. Um, so a lot of people are saying, "Look, it's enough of paying those rates. Let's rather take the same money, um, unsubscribe from the DSTVs of the world, um, and just I rather pay for what I use and give me give me what what, what I'm looking for." Um, so we do we are finding a lot. Of, there's a lot of that kind of shift uh, mindset that's happening. Yeah. That's a massive trend. Yeah, um, completely. I mean, it's um, people. Are, people want to watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it. It's, um, it's just Hanko again, um, who was saying, who spoke to us earlier about this clock store, um, you know, not not getting on board. He says, right. So I guess we've got to start a petition. What's your website? So do you want to just give it out quickly? Okay, so it's www.vumatel.co.za. It's V U M A T E L, uh, and you can click there, check my address. And it takes you to a portal where you can punch in your address um, and and sort of express your interest. If you're not on that site, uh, we've only got 42 suburbs on there. Um, send us an email, and we're running sort of a, a pipeline in the back end that we trying to work out. We're trying to work out and figure out where to go next. And Hanko, just remember, we get 20%. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that having fiber increases the value of one's home? So are the Parkhurst people going to be more smug? We get a sort of annual, annual evaluation on the house, and um, most recently last Friday, and they said it would pro- practically add the value to something between 6 and 8% on the value of the because property. Because of that fiber? It's purely because wow. of fiber. And especially in that kind of neighborhood where you probably are going to get more business-oriented people yeah. li- living in, 
is obviously an important fact, factor, I think. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I could, I could relate to that. The, you know, I was saying earlier when I moved up to Johannesburg, I work from home. Um, I have a home office, which to me connectivity was, I mean, <laughs> it's a deal breaker. Effectively, either you work from there or Motherlands gets an extra, <laughs> an extra tenant. But you know, it's, it's, I think it's critical because a lot of people do do this remote working now. Um, a lot of businesses have realized that to have someone sitting in traffic for two hours in the morning, they could be more productive if they switch on their laptop at home, work for an hour, and then come into the office. So telecom remote working is one of the trends that South Africa is picking up on. So a home that already has fiber has to be a selling point. Um, I'm assuming estate agents at a point are going to start marketing this as… Mm. Yeah. So, so we've already seen, um, agents in the area using this as one of the, you know, one of the value adds to the property when they're selling. Uh, we don't have any conclusive statistics sure. now. It's a bit early. Um, uh, but, you know, overseas in the UK, uh, recently, uh, probably last year, there was a study, um, that looked at the price of, of homes with and without broadband and they're seeing about an 8%. That makes you know, they're fetching about, about 8% uh, more. Um, a question from Duncan on um, on WeChat. It says, if I have a wireless link to a fiber source, would internet be faster? So um, do you have Wi-Fi plans in your power plan? Yeah. So uh, what we're going to be doing in Parkhurst, uh, we're just sort of wrapping up the, the details and the package details. We'll be rolling out Wi-Fi areas in the high streets of all the areas that we roll out to. So we'll be able to... Um, it's going to be also one of the first of the kind is, is be able to... Neil is going to be able to go walk down to 4th Avenue, go and sit at one of the restaurants there, and he'll be able to actually use his home connection home connection, and con- consume his home data sitting at a coffee shop on, on 4th Avenue or in one of the other areas in, you know, uh, Parktown North Greenside uh, where we're rolling out to. So if you listen quietly, you can actually hear the property prices increasing as we speak <laughs> just with those statements alone. Um, but I mean, it, it, again, it's a game changer for Neil. I mean, don't you, instead of being confined to one area, when they go Wi-Fi, you'll be able to get your good cappuccino whilst being able to work with no less interruption, no less speed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, from my specific, specific purposes with regards to equipment, it might be a bit of a problem. No, no, sure. You're not going to up in a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, know, you never know. <laughs> no, it's always the first time. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, um, again, for, so, but for businesses, um, you're talking about, you've got real rocket scientists, you know, in, in your area. I know we're speaking of area about an engineer who designs airplane parts. Yeah, yes, so we've got a, another guy who, who, who has a robotics company. Um, you know, so yeah. he's obviously been very, been very instrumental in making sure uh, this happens. Yeah, as well as a whole bunch of other new initiatives coming up, which is off, off point, but, um, getting Parkhurst off grid is another new initiative that's in pipeline at the moment. And yeah. the property prices increase more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, so there's a guy, um, that we've hooked up. Uh, he's an aeronautical engineer. He works from a very nondescript uh, home in 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 Parkhurst, um, and he he used to he, he basically he's got clients overseas and he designs airplane parts for I don't know if it's Boeing or Airbus or whatever. But he used to burn he used to burn DVDs on of his CAD drawings right. and e and and. Courier. Courier these things Lovely. to to his clients overseas. And he just said, you guys have completely transformed the way that I'm working here now uh, because I literally complete you know complete the work and, and off it goes within a few seconds. It's sitting on the server on the other side of the world. Sure. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's pretty massive. Um, so I think you've wet our appetite. Um, people are going to definitely be signing up. 
Um, did I mention that we're so close to you? I think I might have hinted a couple of times. Um, so, um, guys, thank you for popping in. Um, uh, Neil, are you, I don't know if you, do you have a Twitter account. Are you online? Do you want people to get a hold of you? Um, Not really. What's your address? So we can where come can, and, Where do we camp uh, out with our Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can find, uh, you can find me on, um, you can find me on a, in a personal capacity on, yeah. on Facebook, Neil, uh, Neil dot uh, Neil Etridge, E W T R I D G E, with Neil with two L's. Cool. Um, or you can go to my my website, which is drumlab, uh, one word dot co dot za. Cool stuff. And then Giorgio, one more time, the website address. It's www.vumatel.co.za. Okay, so the idea is to get enough people sign up. And fiber will be your friend soon. <laughs> or move to Parkhurst or before properties <laughs> become really expensive. Yeah. So uh, when you see an engineer, musician, and ro- um, having lunch with a ro- with a robot, um, you know it's Parkhurst. Um, <laughs> when you do get your when you do get your streaming when you do get your channels working and you go to Amazon Prime, which is one of the yeah, channels, sure. there's a program called Eureka, which is about a village full of. Just, just of scientists. That's Parkhurst. That's Parkhurst. Through and through. Yeah. And the property increased <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks for fucking good. Thanks. Thanks very much. Talking Tech. With the Techie Guy. Leon Segev. On CliffCentral.com. Are you with me? Are you with me? I want to dance by water beneath the Mexican sky. Drink some margaritas by swinging a blue light. Alright, so if you are one of those lucky people to be living where the fiber is, um, that must have changed your life. Um, let us know so kind of we can do some follow-ups. I know there's lots of people who have shown lots of interest in getting that fiber connected in their, um, you know, in their area. And now we understand why this kind of just makes a lot, uh, a lot sense. Um, and the rates are just incredible. I mean, it's kind of very equivalent to what you currently pay on ADSL and you don't get necessarily those, those speeds. So that was quite cool. Um, yeah, one of the cool things, speaking of kind of estate agencies and uh, one of the things I saw was a Dutch company, which has decided to do something very unique to try to sell a property. And what they did was they installed a roller coaster. Yes, you heard right. A proper roller coaster in the home so that potential viewers sit on this little cart and get a little push and they go through the house whilst being on a roller coaster. Um, and as you hit each room, there's a little explanation about this particular room. Now, I'm not sure how viable it is as a project, um, but obviously it's to get attention and to kind of just be cool and funky about it. How many, how uh, big is this house? I don't know. It's actually, it's not that big. That's the beauty of it. I would rather just have a chocolate fountain and get people there with food rather than installing you know, a, 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 a coaster, roller coaster. But that's coaster. just me. So um, you have that or, or just say, we have fiber. That could work too, right? That could work, absolutely. All right. So I'll tweet that link out just in case you want to see the YouTube video clip. It's actually quite cool and insane at the same time. Um, and that's all we've got time for. An hour really does fly past. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Tanya, as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for still us. letting me through the door. I appreciate no, it. No, no. Any time you know that. Uh, Tanya, your blog and Twitter account. So, um, so my blog is www.rattleandmum.co.za and Twitter, it's Tanya Kowarski, T-A-N-Y-A-K-O-V-A-R-S-K-Y. Perfect. And my name is Liron Segev on thetechieguy.com. And you get a hold of me on Twitter at L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. And that wraps up another Talking Tech with us. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Liron Segev on cliffcentral.com.